You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with James L. Mattern and Benji Suswine. peoples this is america's numero uno podcasto that's voted on by mexicans by canadians you were going this couple episodes canada is now pronounced canadia that's canadia. it yeah everyone's changing and they speak spanish well that too i'm james l Madden. this is benji suswine aka a sweet 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 wine this is lust for life we're on cameras ooh, we're, ooh. we're following up from last week um as this is airing, and you guys are finally hearing it, Benji is somewhere not talking. I'm not here. Yeah, he's not here. This is trippy. That was part of, of what he's going through. This is part of the process. Um, he's actually in Texas now, so that's crazy. Um, those of you who are watching us on Daily Motion, Benji got rid of that good head of hair. For those of you who used to listen nonstop or still are, whatever, I'm confused in how I'm talking, whatever. Um, I always used to comment, Benji, good head of hair. Now! Similar to mine, and on Daily Motion, I'll take off my suicidal tendencies cap. I love that we could do visual jokes now. We could do visual yeah. now. I mean, this is it. We're here for the people. Eventually, we're going to have <laughs> smell vision. They're going to bring that back from the 70s. Oh, um, Benji, very short right now, getting ready to go to the possible cult that he's joining. Possible cult. People think that I had to, when I told them I was shaving my head, and even just before when I walked in, I was like, oh, they make you do that? No, they don't. They didn't even say anything about but it. If you did not listen to last week's episode... I did bring up to Benji, that's the type of thing that they would tell you to tell to people. No, we did not tell you to cut your hair. No, they did not tell us to cut our hair, but they did. So who knows? I am petrified. I can't get into specific. Benji and I have something we're working on in a few weeks. I hope he shows up for that. I'll um, be there. I don't know what's going to happen. You're probably going to be milking cows or something in Texas. That's what I'm scared of. Um. Yeah, maybe. I'm sorry to make fun of this moment. But no, it's good. Fun. I was going to say, is that like cruelty to animals or something I shouldn't be doing? Milking, Milking. them? It's good for them. They yes, need it. Yes, you're getting the milk out of their boobies. It's good for them. You had me at boobies. You had me at teat. So, bone appetite. Um, let's discuss it. So you're going to be in Texas, which is crazy. You're going to get out of this muck in yeah. New York City. I'm back less than a week, and I have to just be blunt. And I discussed this last week as well. Day after Super Bowl, very depressing for males. And probably some women, but I feel like women have better things going on in their lives, <laughs> even if they're sports fans, that they do not have Super Bowl, post-Super Bowl stress syndrome. But I do, especially if the team that you did not want to win wins, especially when you did not win your bet. Like last year, I was fine. I wanted Seattle. I had Seattle. I had money coming. Boom, 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 boom. I won some squares. Everything was mm. great. So it was wonderful for me. Now, with the evil empire winning... The fact that Belichick should have been the Jets coach—they're the, the Jets Yankees fan. of Pats are the Yankees of football. In a sense, um, they handle their business a little different than the Yankees. No, but, to be quite honest, they don't. But just everyone throw hates money. them. Well, because yeah, football's a little different that way. Different just in the setup. But they develop. I'm saying the attitude people have towards them—it's them against the world type of thing. Well, the fact that there's always allegations of cheating and right. that that it's it. They are kind of Nixon. I think that's mm. great. My uncle said that years ago with Spygate. My uncle John, hello there, sir. Um, and it, it just came to light again with this deflate gate, even though now they're saying that only one of the balls was deflated, whatever. NFL office is a mess. I don't want to discuss that. But this depression is hitting me, especially mm -hmm. since you wake up and it's just all snow. And those of you who do not live out here in the Northeast, bless your hearts, snow looks so fun 
on television and movies. Holy smokes. They're just walking out there and everyone's happy. You know why he looks so happy in the movies? That's not real snow. There's They're nothing acting. cold. Yes, it's <laughs> acting. They're getting paid. Um, it's confetti. And then at some point, someone yells, cut, and they go and they, they eat go. pastries and craft services. And you, now it's- You can do that here with this snow. What, I can I can call cut and eat pastries? You could eat pastries. And then wave 3,000. Here's what I, what I think about snow in the city. Beautiful as it's coming down, the Gorgeous. second it touches the ground, it's disgusting. It's the worst. I had a late gig last night deep in Queens, and I'm getting a ride back to a story, and it looks gorgeous. You're going through underrated Queens. I, I love Queens. Very underrated borough. It's where I live for most of my time here in New York, my nine years. It's great. We uh, don't get any respect, <laughs> but we're driving through on a freeway, and man... It looked beautiful. It does. All nice. It looked with so beautiful. With the lights, with everything. Gorgeous. Up to the point where um, the guy driving me goes, okay, this is your apartment? Yep. Great seeing you. Talk to you later. Open up my door. Right. Your Despicable. socks are wet. It's also the snow gets dirty. The second it hits the ground, there's like already a homeless man who's peed on it or something. It's it Speaking of that, it took me years to think about this lyric in a song. And I'll bring this back to the depression, because I think we should talk about depression for a second and then some other things. Um, there's a great line in the Kim Carnes song, Betty Davis Eyes. She's pure as New York snow. I mm. never thought anything of that line until a DJ years ago in Las Vegas said, that's a hell of a line, huh? That means she's a dirty girl. Yeah. Holy smokes. Which is ironic, because my first lap dance I ever got was a shower dance at Little Darlings in 4th of July, Las Vegas, 1995, I want to say. And that, that, that was the first song I ever heard. So it's ironic. Hmm. Yes. Pure as New York snow. Yeah. So there it is, dirty. So it I didn't dirty. realize that. But see, that's like no one ever thinks snow's dirty. New York City's a dirty city. Oh. Disgusting. It's a very dirty city, and God bless it. It's a great when the argument when people make arguments for Chicago. Here's what you got to say. That argument. No, it's a cleaner New York. It makes it is clean. I don't know what it is. If the Midwest take pride, I never seen a rat there. So what? That their pizza's inside out. <laughs> and second of all, stop judging it. I'm just sick of people that. And but I feel like that's New York's reputation. It's the it's real. It's gritty. It's no one's fucking around. You know, you got to watch out. It's I don't know. No, and that's fine. But guess what? This isn't 1970 Scorsese movie anymore. It is cleaned up. It isn't that. So let's just progress. Let's not have snow that looks what like it do? was in a in a uh, coal mine. That's what it looks like in my neighborhood. And I'm in a clean neighborhood. You walk What's down the street. What's your solution? I don't know. I'm not the I'm not mayor yet. I'm going to run eventually. This podcast is going to help lean lead me into office. Oh, I would hate to be in office. No, but I was about to tell you, you would be the one really running it. I'm going uh, to run if I get even politics. Worse. No, it's going to be great. You, I'm going to be like Reagan, and you're going to be like what? Tip O'Neill, whoever that dude was. Sure. Or you could be Tatum O'Neill. You could pitch for the Bad News Bears as an 11 year old. I don't care, and then do coke. I'm back in. That's it. So, um. <laughs> I'm just going to be a figurehead. I'll be the charisma and just be like, what we got to do with this city is clean our snow. And then I'll, we'll get done. Here with the solution. Well, I'm gonna Benji, a.k.a. Sweet, sweet one. <laughs> no, no, no. After, I'll just grab you and go, sweet one. You need to think of a solution. And then right. I'm going to go. Snow filters. <laughs> Last week, we refer I referenced Vince McMahon and how he, uh, the WWE, and how he does not like weakness. I have another, I think every week we should have a Vince McMahon moment. This segues, supposedly Vince McMahon gets in a room, comes up with a crazy idea for wrestling, goes, 
Um, I want this to happen. See you guys later. And then they grab, the, the writers don't know what to do, and then they, they ask him, how are we supposed to get to this finish? He goes, I just book it. You guys figure out how we get there. <laughs> That's how I would run office. Mm. He's a successful, powerful man of a publicly traded What can company. go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? So that's what I'll do. I'll say things in a speech, and <laughs> then I'll go, you figure out how to get there. Done. I think politicians do that. Well, I'm more cheered up. I did want to talk about seasonal depression. It's very tough out there, people. Um, Take... <laughs> Vitamin D3, I'm doing that now. Ooh, I'm not doing that. And just remind, no, why would that be bad? That I'm not doing it? Yeah. No, I'm not purposely not doing you should, it. You should mess with that. Our, our dear friend Sean from the show told me that. It does help. Um, Just remember, eventually this is all going to melt away. Um, th The fact that winter comes at the beginning of the year is rarely where it's dangerous. Because you really uh, want answers at the beginning of the year. We all put so much pressure on the calendar, right? And that we're supposed to... These 365 mean something together. No, it's just mm -hmm. an ongoing life, to be honest. It's funny. For me, I always picture the start of the school year as the beginning of the year. My dear friend Giannis always thought that. I don't. I sometimes put it with birthday. When my birthday hits, which is still the beginning of the year, February 18th, you want to send gifts to everybody. Um, that kind of is like, okay, now this is a year in my life. Right. Yeah. Birthday is also the start. But yeah, I think your point, like you, New Year's resolutions, terrible to start January 1st because you're like, I'm going to the gym. You're like, no, it's monsoon snowstorm outside. I'm going to chill here and smoke a bowl. We are crushed here in New York City and in the Northeast with, with snow and that, and it's tough. Like, we're, Yes, I just we just ate at the Super Bowl. I probably consumed 6,000 calories. Do you think I can go out and run right now? Not a chance. I'm running up and down the steps in my apartment. It is a two-story... <laughs> Four apartment. This is very just, awkward. It's I not picture like, you like on the front stoop steps, just like three at a time, up, down, up, down. <laughs> if you don't think I thought about that, you're, you got another thing coming there. Um, so I'm doing that today, just trying to stay. Curtis shape. Martin, famous for running steps. It's great. He would go exercise. to the stadium. As you can see in daily motion. Look at look at a handsome half breed. I'm back down to about a buck seventy six. Just give me a few more days. We're gonna be fine. It's from running steps, calisthenics, all that. But um, working out, work out at home. Do whatever you can. It does help you. I know it, it hurts to get up in the morning, and mm -hmm. the first thing you do is push-ups or whatever. I'm telling you, when you work out, it's going to help you fight this depression. So don't I let it get my... you, and don't let the football depression get you. Because real quick, one of my, my heroes, I have this tattoo right here of Hunter S. Thompson, Gonzo, one of my heroes. His suicide note opened with, football season is over. Um, another, really? Yes, a deer, and it, it totally made sense to me. Totally made sense to me. And Dan Soder, the great comedian, who's also a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan, I discussed this with him. I go, if you ever see a Facebook post from me that says football season is over, you better call uh -oh. every roommate that you know I'm living with, anyone in my neighborhood, and get people over there. But I totally understood football season's over. He's living in Colorado, as beautiful as Colorado is with the snow and living on a creek doesn't help you you lost money you're old you feel worthless but it always comes back it does come back and how much better does week one feel that you just had six months off week one yes but it is the fact that we need things now how soon is now i would compare the winter to football ending because the summer or spring is going to feel that much better coming out of the cold the same thing the if you were if there was football every week 360 52 weeks a year you would not enjoy it no, as much. You wouldn't. But it's also a metaphor. Like, you get through this unofficial holiday that comes after 
an official party holiday, like basically a month before. And now what do you have? Valentine's you got another Day. month of the cold. <laughs> but no one really wants Valentine's Not everyone is applicable to Valentine's Day. And also, just because I'm in a relationship, now I got to shell out money. Like now, I just lost money on Seattle. Now I got to take her to a five-star restaurant and buy things and hope it's the right flowers. And it, That is stressful. And on top of it, when you're out here in the, the Northeast, we have to go to Valentine's dinner in the snow. In disgusting, dirty snow. Pure as New York snow. Happy Valentine's, my love. Happy Valentine's. There's probably some poop inside that ice block, <laughs> so let's not step on it. Here's some slush on your sweet little um, oh. shoes that you wear. <laughs> no, there's going to be slush all over. Girls wearing nice shoes, trying to look hot for you. Actually, that's why I do like the snow, because I can get away with wearing any type of shoe you want. Otherwise, people are like, why are you wearing sneakers? Do people really judge your shoe? Yes. Why? If you go out, like on a Saturday night. Oh, man. Just wear I'm wearing boots now. And in the snow, I'm wearing Doc see. Martens. And then when it's not snowing. You can get into places with that. Yeah, that's Not with fine. these. No, with your little, what are your little Timmies? Wow. You want to fight? Are they Timmies? <laughs> no, I think they're New Balance. Yeah, New Balance. Very popular. New Balance. Just got to keep your, your arch good, supposedly. My arches are fine. God, when, they, when, when New Balance is a good looking, they're good looking. When they're not, ugh, what are you going to do? Can't win them all. Um, I'm not saying yours aren't, but I'm just saying they're good. Sometimes they look like they're an old man's nose. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. They do sometimes. Um, I want to talk <laughs> about going out. Call. I've hung out with you. I've eaten with you. A lot of waiters, waitresses, servers in your family, <clears throat> service industry, never. Nah. But you know how to take care of people going out. You tip. Yeah. Well, this is the what I the way I approach it. I don't. Like give charity at all? <laughs> well, that's great to admit. Well, you're still young. I'm still young, so I try to tip well, and I go over the course of a year, I'm out a couple, a couple bucks, a couple shekels, and I spread it around evenly to servers and and people who need it. Well, that's incredibly sweet and nice, especially in New York City, which is full of service people. Um, I'm from Vegas, as with said ad nauseum. I've just gotten back from Vegas. Double ad nauseum. I don't even know if that's a word. Um, my last night in town. Um. My family's beat up still. They're dealing with the death of Ma, and, and it's hard. I wanted to get the whole family together, but it wasn't going to work out. My dear friend Mike, Michael Franny, um, was going to come get me, and then I had a gig that night because I was stuck in town an extra night. I hadn't worked in 10 days. I did an open mic on the Monday, and then I was booked to play at Bally's, do a guest spot, long guest spot, and it's good because I had a long <laughs> weekend of your shows when I get back. So he's like, let's go to eat. He picks me up. And we end up meeting up with another friend, my friend Tiff, who I know listens to the show. Hello, miss. And some other people show up. And, yeah, I'll be blind. I'm not going to drop people's names. But the, these people did not tip. And At all. There's six of us. Mike and Tiff end up paying with their cards. And these other people and I are in with cash. And I, my meal was nine. Just Anyone from out here in the East. Jeez. Holy smokes, nine bucks for a meal at a Japanese you joint. you split it with someone? You people are losing <laughs> their minds here. It's so cheap. My first night in town <laughs> after the, the conference last. titles, yeah. I go and buy a round for the guys. I bought like four drinks. It was like, give me 12. I'm like, I'm, I'm moving back. Buy everyone a round. Like, this is insane. 12 bucks for four drinks. Jeez. Insane. And so um, I throw in 20. The girl didn't charge me for my hot tea. The bill comes back for the cash, and there is two to, uh, $7 and one of the girls. And I don't really know these people. I didn't 
it felt weird my last night in town. Emotional with the relationship, uh, with the with the uh, the funeral, yeah. and everything working out. I'm very messed up. I really wanted a quiet night with friends before I had to go make Taurus laugh. And I don't know these people, but it, we get through it. It's cool. And then they take a five back out of the seven. They leave two. That side of the bill was like ninety plus dollars. I then two bucks at yes, ninety. And I asked people, please. At that point, don't leave anything. That's us. Yeah, Slap it's in insane. Face. And so I throw in another. I, I say nicely. I go. I threw in twenty. My bill is nine. So what are we gonna do about this? Wow. And they just they just started staring in their black mirrors. And I'm my blood is now boiling. Now I have a set to do. I am still pretty rusty. Um, I'm also very emotional. I've lost someone, and now you're sharing my last meal, and now I have to throw more. And you're disrespecting someone. You live in Vegas. I throw in um, an extra ten. I get up. I go to the bathroom. Franny goes, let's get, he knows. Meet they me take there. the 10. <laughs> yeah, they, and then they probably gambled on it. Uh, and uh, Tiff, is, I'm not mad at you. Your sweetheart will never happen again. We talked about you. But this, I want to bring this up. Vegas is my hometown. And that town, more than almost any town I bet in this country, relies on tips. When you don't tip people, you're not helping your community out there. So think about that as well. There are people relying on it, but also that whole economy and that city in particular is based a lot on gratuity. Mm -hmm. When you're not given gratuities, you are basically right. not doing your civic duty. Right. I think most people, I think the problem is that the servers don't get paid really anything. It's like less than minimum wage, I think. Because of tips. Right. So, but I don't know if everyone knows that. I think they think this is bonus. Well, I've heard people... Use that as an excuse. People right. from other countries. I don't get tipped for my job. I just get paid what I get paid and blah, blah, blah. There, there's that too, but I met this Australian girl. She's very attractive. It was years ago at a club I used to work, and she's like, no, we don't tip. I don't think I'm doing the Australian accent that well, but whatever. Um, we got I'm like, you. why don't you tip? Because uh, they should just have a better wage. I'm like, okay. That's not how you get it, though. Yeah. She, <laughs> but I love how people will pretend that you're trying to help right. um people's uh, rights as humans for fair work. Right. No, you're really cheap. You're using it as an excuse not to. You're pretending that you really... No, I'm, I will not tip because then they'll never give them a living wage. And then first of all, do you realize if we just banned... If we said, stop tipping, we're going to pay bartenders and servers and everyone else more money, that in New York City and at the clubs in Vegas, not the bar I was hanging out, and places like that, touristy places, that overpriced beer already, nine bucks, or that Long Island that's fifteen, becomes twenty. Mm -hmm. And then you will bitch about that. People are like, oh, I'd be happy to pay it then. No, you would not. All you would have had to do is on your fifteen dollar zombie, tip a dollar, tip two dollars, and now it will go even more. And they'll still won't even see all that much. It's a bunch of nonsense. Right. Give back to people. That is their job. So you're saying we shouldn't even be paying them more. Just keep with the tipping, and people need to know that and tip more. You need to tip. You just need to give something. Another thing, enough with the coin. Oh, the focaccia toy. coin. That's such a I say get rid of coins altogether. Who's yeah. who's using coins? What is this, Well, you might 30s? offend Canada because they don't have paper dollars. Let's be real about that. They have those loonies and those toonies and those moonies and, <laughs> and bobby doonies or whatever the hell they have. Some of them it's have like, like Warner Brothers show. It, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like like Wild E. Coyote right. is on the coin. I'm telling you, and I had this discussion and my little Super Bowl thing when I'm hanging with people. 
Um, they're telling me you do not tip strippers. We had like three Canadians at the house. They don't tip. I was there at a strip club in Toronto. You tip. People are tipping these girls coins because they're dollars. Right. You don't tip there. First of all, don't tip. You just get lap dances. What kind of baller strip? They still go on stage. Right. They're not. That's not a commercial for the back room. They still need money there. There's still money, and they're pulling dudes on stage after they give them like two loonies or toonies and rub their badges on them, which is insane. And that's that's the excitement you get without paper, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like paper money. I don't need the coin money. I'm not crazy. Whatever. But coin, look, if you're going to get coffee, if you have change, put it in there. Well, yeah. That's good. That's fine. That adds up at the end. And they take that change at Starbucks or, or Dunkin' and they exchange it for dollars. People go home with dollars. They can feed their children or go to college with it. Whatever the, the excuse they're saying for working there. Um, that's that's fine. But, oh, my God. Yeah, those drinks are $8. Here's three, here's three quarters. Don't tip at all at that point. Don't that's tip. What I said. Just be a piece of garbage because you're a double piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. I wonder how did how did you think this started? They think that people weren't getting paid minimum wage, so people are like, "I feel bad, I'm gonna start tipping." Or, "Hey, service was good. I know it was 18. I'm gonna drop a 20 and walk out. This is for you, Tuts. Have a nice day." I don't know. I really wish uh, if someone could look it up. Because I feel like then the restaurants were like, "Well, you guys are getting tips. We're gonna not pay you as much." I think that's what my gut is telling me how it started. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where gratuity started. Can we Google that now? Nah, uh, yeah, that'd be great. Um. Here's another question. Where what jobs get tips? That's where I wanted to go with this. I don't I get a haircut once a month. I don't know if I'm taking care of them enough. <sighs> I think I do. I, I I think I tipped like a like ten. What's the rule of who gets tipped for you? Is it just I anyone don't know anymore? I anyone really who don't know because I'm not, also not rich. Hate to break Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> We don't have cable anymore at my house. So, um, we watch Daily Motion. To watch the Daily Motion. Please help these numbers so we can get some money. Um, so then I can tip you at your job. Right, when exactly. You, this when is for you. you. Do, yeah, you work at uh, KB Toys. There's is a, that still a place? There was a band. This is totally off subject, okay. or whatever. A band figured out how to make, get some money out of Spotify. Yes. They released a silent album, yes. had all their fans listen to it on repeat overnight. So they just cashed in on all the listens and then put on a free show with all the money. They made 20 grand. Can we do that with the podcast? I'm saying if you look, if you give us these views, we'll give it back. We'll go tip you at your shitty job. I want to find a loophole. I want to do some honeymooners nonsense here. I'm looking for a scheme. Catch. Tipping started from Tudor, England. Tudor. When people would stay in a house, they were suspected like as a guest. Uh, Wink, wink. Uh, well, that's good. And what is it stands for something, isn't that to right? To ensure prompt service. Did you just make that up? I was. I have spent many years <laughs> at bars uh-huh. with old to timers in Las Vegas. Proper service, so it's a bonus. Yes, hey, to take care of me. It's slipping the, some cash. Now you're looking out. And for also, me. if you're a big tipper, you want people to know it. Like I think Sinatra and a lot of good rich right. people who give. That's it back. a move off the bat. You show up, you give him twenty. The bartender. Hooks you up you look like a night. king. Come here. And then everyone wants to show you love. So you do become, in a sense, royalty. Like Sinatra, those stories, right? What's right. the story of him getting his shoe shined? Hey, Johnny, what's the best tip you ever got? Oh, 100 bucks. Oh, yeah, 100, huh? All right. End of it, he hands him 200. Oh, I should have said 1,000. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, hey, enjoy it's like yourself. 1.2, 1.3, I'm not really. <laughs> 1.3 million, Mr. Sinatra. 
He goes, Johnny, who tipped you the hundred? He goes, you, Mr. Sinatra. That was beautiful. But he loved it. It'd be funny if you said, "What's the best tip you ever got?" He was like, "Sleep with one eye open" or something. Like that. <laughs> Hang out around right. you, Mr. Sinatra, with the seven broads tonight, or dames. He probably said. Right. Um. I don't know. I just always was taught to take care, and it all comes back to you. I waited tables for many years. I Did we figure out the rule? Like what? So anyone who's delivering anything to you. I don't really get delivered. I don't like UPS and that. I don't do that. I don't get that much. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think that's it. Barber, hairstylist, yes. Server, yes. Coffee shop, yes. Cab. What about delivery? Cab. I have different things with delivery now. Like um, if I go and get like a sushi plate, 15 bucks, you're going to get two or three from me. If I'm just getting Adamane and brown rice, $5, I'm not tipping you three on that. I can't at this point. You're only going to get like a buck or two. Right. I mean, that's how that's going to work out, my friends. Um, How about this move? You order something, they bring you the wrong thing, the guy has to go and come back, do you tip him again? For the effort, yes, and if he's apologetic, or she, they better be apologetic. That's, right. Well, it's not that guy's fault, but it's not your fault either, yes. why am I double tipping? It's still their job, you gotta take care of them. You don't double, you still throw that. No. You give him half the first time. There you go. Good job, sir. Or you don't initially. You don't initially, you're like on throw. the way back. I mean, yeah. that's huge. You know, um, I don't get mad if you make a mistake. Um, here's my issue. Uh, years ago, and we're going to wrap this up, but then i got to get to a question with you. But years ago, I was still waiting tables, and me and a couple other comedians were working a day job waiting tables. And then we went to the comic strip for their lottery to get our numbers so we can audition for late night. After we went to this wonderful restaurant, it's not there anymore, Vinyl. I still think there's one in the city, but it was on the Upper East Side, and the server was horrible to us. Now, he was a flamboyantly gay gentleman and I think we all came off as um, homophobic. Not, not homophobic <laughs> but sometimes if you seem a little I guess alpha maybe you mm. come off they just assume that you're a homophobe which is shitty just to think and he was it's very racist. horrible to us and at the end we're all I mean he was forgetting stuff and purposely being snide to us mm. and my blood my as we figured out now my 11 and a half percent Italian blood was starting to cook and at the end, we all look at each other. What do we do? Now, these are three servers. At that mm. point, lifelong. What, what are we doing with this? We don't want to put that bad juju out there. And we want to get, we, everyone has a bad day. And we looked at each other and I go, this is what we're going to do. We're still tipping them what we should have. We're going to tip them 20. You know what? We're giving them 25%, 30% today. And then next time, if there is a next time here and he acts the same, right on the arm, right here, he gets nada. We're giving them the benefit of the doubt. Do you leave a note? No. Nope. Let them. Sometimes when you're bad and you get over tipped, you know it. It's it hits like you a, on the chin. And you go, I better act like a human. Mm. And that's huge. I want to ask this real quick and we got to get out of here. Um, I'm going to point blank. Do you feel pressured to tip well with the stereotype that Jewish folk have? Uh, no, I think no. Jews are outstanding tippers for the yeah, most part. I, don't I, I wonder if it's because. A lot you just of don't idiots. want you to hate me. Yeah, but I wonder if a lot of it is the stigma that this, a lot of stupid people and, and, and knuckleheads have that you're cheap people. Mm. Yeah, I never really felt that. I would say I feel pressure to tip when I'm with a gal. You gotta, you gotta look, look good. You gotta look good for them. It, it, it has to, or you look That's like a piece pressure. of garbage. Yeah. It's like, well, but, he won't give this poor schmuck 20%. Uh, he's definitely not going to get me red roses on Also, I don't day, assume in the sleep. I don't assume they know I'm Jewish. Although, come on. <laughs> nothing <for> nothing. <laughs> get out of here. There's a visual now with this. 
<laughs> the joke that it's out there. But I just figure it's such because you. I still hear knuckleheads to this day. But there day. are a bunch of people. Well, that oh, have you're it. not tipping. What are you Jewish? All right. Um. Do you actually know Jews? Because they tip pretty well as as a as a most part. I feel like I uh, African Americans have that stereotype. There's that stigma as well. Um. When you wait, let's be blunt. When you wait tables, no one hates waiting on black people more than black servers. Mm. Truth. And that's something you're not allowed to say. And unfortunately, we're wrapping up now because we like to keep these. And on that note, <laughs> but that's the truth. And you can ask people in the service industry who are black. Right. That is truth. Right. That is uh, very popular. Um, I think, I mean, I haven't waited tables in years. Um, you can see when, bla uh, when black folks would tip you very well, there was almost like a, they really want to make eye contact. So you know, it's like, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. It's really weird that it comes that way. I don't know. I'd like to, maybe we'll do another episode where we really break it down culturally, why people tip or not. Uh, Sometimes there's just there's a I feel like a stereotype Europeans don't know about the tipping here, which come on. But once again, they it's the babe in the woods routine. It's it's the oh, I don't know. I don't know. And also right. you just get more money. Okay. Right. And you're from England. Why you know, are you in Sweden, they pay people to scoop ice cream like at a Baskin Robbins, 15 bucks an hour. You know, they, they're living that's the, the thing. Life. Australia minimum wage is 18 bucks. They're living a good life. Woo. But also with that money and like their 33 weeks of paid vacation. You know what? You can then throw five. You bucks should tip to me. Yeah. Give me some of my money back, asshole. Speaking of that, you should tip us. You should reach out. How do you tip? Um, Jamie, Ma uh, Jamie Lewis Mattern at Gmail. J A M I E L O U I S Mattern M A T T E R N at Gmail. You can spell gmail.com. I mean, let's be real about this. Leave comments on SoundCloud. Leave comments on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Do you tip? What's your percentage? What is your culture? What is your race? Does that factor how you tip? Are we wrong for making these assumptions? Discuss that. How are you doing with depression? Do you feel depressed after the Super Bowl? Does tipping make you depressed? Does the fact that you have to tip to go get all that sushi to make you feel better after eating all the pork rinds and wings and mac and cheese and all that nonsense in the Super Bowl, does having to tip the, right. does for that, the healthy sushi and brown good rice, up until this does that make you more depressed as you walk by the dirty stove? Hit us up with these. Leave these comments. We will answer you back. Email me, jamielewismattern at gmail.com. Um, Mad love to Benji, to Catch, we should, to Andy, yes. Isn't there like a lust for life at Gmail? I do have that, but I just don't check it. Um. <laughs> Get it forwarded to your regular one. Well, this works as well. I mean, it's, what are you going to do? Giving out your personal email yes. like that? I can always make a new one if I need to. These Canadians, I don't trust. These Spanish-speaking Canadians, I wouldn't trust them. You can to get your tipping up good, too. All right? All right. Um, mad love to Donnie, Gabe, Supertramp, Minnesota, John Fatigate, uh, Stand Up New York Labs, Stand Up New York, L-U-S-T. I don't know what you're doing with your hands. Let's make it rain. Lust. Lust. That's your promo code. Spread love. It's Brooklyn way, even though I live in Queens. Worth a million prizes. <laughs>